When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, uh, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX, but I want I want no responsibility uh, for this series at all. And of course, I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only rookie of the year, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. That was a rough one, Derek. Uh, a lot of momentum like early. A lot of incredible defensive plays and uh, all that just to lose three out of four to the Rockies over the weekend. Not not great. Not great today. It doesn't feel great. It definitely feels like the Diamondbacks scored more runs throughout the series, which if my calculations are correct, they They did. did. Uh, They did. Four four more runs. Four more runs. But they unfortunately lose their first ever four game series to the Rockies at Chase Field this weekend, which that's that's not the kind of history we want to be setting but of course it was brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook if you haven't had a chance to check them out go download their app the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the number one rated uh, sportsbook app in America uh, Jesse big loss today doesn't feel good uh, it, it doesn't feel uh, like they should have lost this many games to the Colorado Rockies uh, it's uh, the D-backs actually lose their last four one run games that they've been a part of, and they've all been to the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, you know, when you're kind of trading places in the standings off and on with one particular team, uh, losing every single close game that you play against them is is not not what you're looking for. Um, but a shout out to Michael, uh, who just said in the comments that for the record, he was at the one game that the Diamondbacks won in this series and he's five and one in the last six games that he's attended. So I think well, hold, on. Uh, hold on. Wait, that's bullshit. Wait. So he's five and one in the last six he attended. I guess my question is, why aren't you at every game? And what can we do uh, to facilitate <laughs> Michael being at every game? I don't know. Do we have to talk to his boss? Do we have to get the Diamondbacks to give him season right. tickets? What can we do to help make Michael uh, at more baseball games? That's obviously what they need here. Uh, more more Michael. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. maybe whatever luck they can get. They haven't had good luck in this series at all. No, no, they didn't. Um, I love how we like turn that around to be like blaming Michael for not attending more Diamondbacks games. Uh, but <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like what we were doing. That's exactly what I was. Doing. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure I was following right. that correctly. Uh, but yeah, this this one was this one was rough, Derek. Uh, the defense. There were so many incredible plays. 
uh, Dalton Varsho with one uh, pretty much right at the beginning of the game. And then Alec Thomas and then David Peralta had one too. all three outfielders right in a row made uh, just some spectacular grabs um, in the outfield and, and all that for the Diamondbacks to lose a game in which they did not give up an earned run. Uh, all three runs scored by the Rockies in this game. They all came uh, with Keenan Middleton on the mound. I believe it was, yeah, it was in the seventh inning. Um, and all three of those runs were unearned. It was all because of a throwing error by Josh Rojas. And it's hard to hard to get too worked up about that, just given how well Josh Rojas has played lately, really on both sides of the ball. I think he's really been doing a good job at third base. But um, in this one, he had that throw. There was also a play later in the game in, in the ninth inning where he almost... Um, uh, the Rockies almost uh, added to their lead um, with uh, with another uh, defensive miscue from him. Fortunately, that didn't happen. But um, but all in all, a rough one, Derek. Anytime you lose a game where you don't give up an earned run, uh, it's it's a it's a pretty tough pill to swallow. The clutch Canuck in our comment says Rojas has been fantastic. He's reminding me of Dustin Pedroia making all the tough plays and elite hustle. Someone every rebuilding team would want. Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. Uh, I know that we have talked a bit about Josh Rojas being uh, a utility player and not, I guess sometimes when you think of a utility player, it's usually a guy that can't earn a spot at one position. But I feel like when we call Rojas that it's kind of like Dalton Varsha, where it's the versatility is part of uh, their performance. It's part of something that makes them an elite player, their ability to play at different positions. I think Josh Rojas could settle in at any one position. And I think he's settled in at third base nicely. Didn't have a great day defensively. Like you said, the offense or the defense in the outfield was incredible. Uh, the plays made right off the bat by Alec Thomas and Dalton Varsho were top 10 highlight reel plays, uh, top 10 plays of the day. Uh, even David Peralta's catch, it was kind of funny because he had the most wholesome smile and reaction to making the catch. Yeah. Almost like yeah, uh, almost looking at Varsho and, and, and uh, our young king, Alec Thomas, like, I still got it, you guys. Like, I, I could do it, too, you know, because, again, he's not quite the defender that those two have proven to be in the outfield. Going back to Josh Rojas, though, like you said, he has been pretty elite defensively at third base. Unfortunately, today, uh, he had two errors uh, today, and it really did cost the Diamondbacks big, unfortunately. Uh, they they he, You could say he made it up for it at the plate as of late. Uh, because he has been incredibly good, including how good he has been in the series. But Josh Rojas, Jesse, has 34 hits against the Colorado Rockies this season, which is the most of any player uh, in Major League Baseball. Obviously, they wow. played the Rockies a lot, so that's uh, that's that's part of it. But Josh has really stepped out uh, and 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 stepped up against the Rockies. He has 34 hits against the Rockies this season alone? This season alone, yes. Oh my gosh. Are you sure, Derek? I mean, that's, that's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I apologize. (laughs) That dates back to 2021. I apologize. Okay. It's the the most hits over the last two seasons. Okay. That would, I was going to say, that'd be like, he'd have, he'd have to average like three hits per game. Three three hits per game. Well, he, he almost was in this series because he was incredible. But yeah, over, uh, over the last two seasons, excuse me, he's been, uh, his 34 hits dating back to 2021 are the most. Uh, against Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, and you could just see his confidence in this series too. It's yep. not just that he's going through, you know, a time where 
the ball is is falling in form or whatever. I mean, he's genuinely destroying the baseball. We've also seen him lay down some very, uh, very impressive bunts uh, where he's reached base as well. Um, he's just impacting the game in a lot of different ways right now. Uh, there was also a play, uh, an incredible uh, base running play, which I think we talked about the other day, um, where he caught the defense sleeping and grabbed second base basically when no one was paying attention. Um, so he's, I mean, base running, defense, offense, Josh Rojas is is doing everything right now. And, and that's why, you know, even though he is technically the reason the Diamondbacks gave up three unearned runs today, you know, I mean, with how much he's given the team in this series, it's um, all in all, he, he's really been one of their best players here over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it, it's got to suck to be doing well and then also have the mistakes you make uh, magnified by them being so critical that they are basically the direct reason why the team lost the game. Unfortunately, you brought up bunts. Yeah. The D-backs have 45 bunt attempts coming into this game this season, which, by the way, leads all of baseball. Uh, and yeah. they, they have 12 bunt hits, which is tied for third most in MLB. So uh, they, they've been doing it. They've got some speed and they've been able to convert on those bunt attempts, which is uh, something obviously uh, Jack Summers and I were talking about the effectiveness of it. You know, when defenses get settled in, they tend to, you know, be comfortable. And the one thing that a guy like Josh Rojas Dalton Varsho, Buddy Kennedy can do with that bunt attempt that they can get on at first base is it makes that third baseman especially uncomfortable, you know, down there where they're kind of on their heels a bit more because they have to, uh, they kind of got to come in a little bit, but they still have to be prepared for the batter to, to take a normal swing at it. There's just so many things offensively that the bunt can can open up, and a lot of teams aren't utilizing it this season. Uh, also, though, it's not as easy to bunt as uh as as you would expect because come on 12 bunts <laughs> being the third most in baseball is is kind of it, it seems kind of surprising that there's that few but it, bunting is not an easy not an easy thing bunting for a single for sure but uh back to josh rojas just been tearing it up man i mean incredible what he's been doing and i i don't want to as much as it affected and impacted today's game i i don't want to take away from what he's been doing this month because in the month of july uh he actually has the best batting average in baseball dating back to july 1st yeah. he entered the game with a 483 batting average in the month and went two for four today so he didn't do anything to impact that negatively and probably continues to lead the majors at this point yeah and i want to address what bees is saying in in the comments here just about the diamondbacks outfield and um, and just how incredible it looked in this game and how good it's looked recently. He said, I can't remember the last time our outfield group was this stacked with talent. Can you guys? And and uh, he also pointed out that, you know, Corbin Carroll is is not even here yet, right? Yeah, he's still, um, he's getting close. He's in AAA. That just happened, um, but he's not even here yet, and this outfield is is looking pretty good. It's, it's a little bit, it's pretty easy to dream on, right, Derek? I mean, thinking about, what Dalton Varsho and Alec Thomas are already doing at the big league level and with Corbin Carroll right around the corner. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about how good the Diamondbacks outfield could be in a few years. And obviously Varsho and, and Alec Thomas are still figuring out things offensively. I don't think they've been quite as consistent this year um, as they might hope to, but um, this Diamondbacks uh, offense and defense uh, from the outfield could be really incredible here within the next year or two especially what we saw today uh you know Dalton yeah. Marshall I think could 
end up having a future as an outfielder more than a catcher with the plays that he's currently making defensively. And he's made all season long before Alec Thomas was called up. Varsh was doing work in center field. And, uh, you know, of course, being where he's at in right field, a little bit easier, but today he made it, you know, look really easy. That, that ball that he caught in the first inning would have easily been a double, if not a triple, uh, based on, on how it kind of was played off of the bounce, but he did a tremendous job. Uh, I was, I was really impressed with that. I think for the most part, like, you know, the, the defensive output from this game. And that's the thing that sucks is, uh, uh, like, like you said earlier, Rojas has been playing some great defense at third base as well. Uh, so yeah. for him to kind of have the, the mistakes that he ma- made today were, were uncharacteristic. Um, but that doesn't impact the way that we see, uh, he, his impact on this game. So we're still given Josh Rojas, our King of the series, our draft King, King of the series, uh, 500 batting average in this. He went seven for 14 with two runs, six RBI and three walks, uh, just a, a gamer. We talked the other day about the heads up base running play that he made where he, uh, stole second, you know, and just everything right. that he does to, to kind of spark the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the definition of an all around player right now. And, uh, yeah, even though he had the miscue in this game, the reality is the Diamondbacks had no business throwing a shutout in this game. If you saw, you know, how hard some of those balls were hit early in the game that the Diamondbacks defense uh, was able to, uh, Diamondbacks defense was able to make plays on, um, they were pretty fortunate to be throwing, you know, a shutout <laughs> by the time the seventh inning rolled yeah. around. So, and that's Tyler not to Gilbert take anything away. Guys dinner for sure. He does. He does. Yeah. Tyler Gilbert. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say that, you know, I, I wasn't impressed um, with his outing. Right. I mean, five and two thirds innings and no runs allowed. There's something to be said for what he did, but he only had one strikeout in this game and he really did benefit from an extraordinary performance by the Diamondbacks defense in those innings. Look, the, the fact is though, the Diamondbacks are looking for someone that can come in, get outs and, you know, honestly, just do what Tyler Gilbert did. It might not be sexy, but he held the Rockies scoreless uh, and to three hits. That's impressive, especially for yeah. a guy that a lot of people didn't want to see get that spot in the rotation or get another opportunity. A lot of people wanted to see uh, Tommy Henry or Corbin Martin. It's understandable, but at the same time, Gilbert has done a good job in his two starts, even though it's more of a almost like a, a bullpen game a bit, right? He's not... He's not giving them a lot of length in the first start, but five and two thirds, that's not bad. That's what they're getting out of some of their other guys in the rotation. So uh, I, I tip my cap, sir, to Tyler Gilbert in the day he had. Like you said, he was bailed out by his defense, and we've talked about that today uh, quite a bit, but uh, still an effective outing and exactly what the Diamondbacks needed. They still need to figure out what they're going to do with this rotation, and for the time being, uh, he's he's given them solid work. Yeah, yeah, he really has. And I mean, as as a number five starter, you know, you're not looking for a guy to come out and strike out, you know, eight or 10 every time out anyway. So right. um, I think yeah. I think he's right. been he's been more than adequate so far. And it was interesting. I mean, Tori Lovello didn't commit to Tyler Gilbert being uh, the starter for this game until yesterday. So um, it, it wasn't a matter of, you know, the Diamondbacks instantly deciding to bring Tyler Gilbert back after his last outing. They took some time to think it over and make sure this is what they wanted to do. Uh, and ultimately, they decided to to go back to him and, and have him make another start. Um, and I mean, altogether, Derek, I think in, in nine and a third innings over these two starts, 
uh, that he's made. He's given up one run. Uh, and so it's hard to it's hard to ask for a whole lot more than that from him. So I expect we'll we'll probably see Tyler Gilbert out uh, again. Uh, I think is his next start would probably land on Friday. And we'll probably continue to see him. I mean, as long as he's as long as he's having the success that he's having, like uh, like we've seen so far. You mentioned, uh, you know, of course, the other opportunities uh, and the young guys are still uh, coming very fast as far as, you know, as their trajectory and being on this team. You brought up Corbin Carroll uh, being moved up to AAA Reno, which is very exciting right now. Uh, and Tommy yeah. Henry continues to be incredible for this team in Reno. Uh, 3.89 ERA and 16 starts uh, with a 1.392 whip. Uh, he's been very impressive, and he's somebody that I think everybody's very excited to see, a name that gets thrown around a bit when we see a potential spot in the rotation coming up. So between him and Corbin Martin, I feel like you know there there is future uh, for the starting rotation there, and these guys could end up being you know the ones that, that take over those last couple of spots. But for now, at least the Diamondbacks have Dallas Keuchel and, and uh, you know Tyler Gilbert giving them decent efforts you know again Keiko had a rough start but he came out and gave them seven solid innings of work and uh, that's all you can ask especially after a guy kind of has a bad first inning to rebound like that and come back out stay up in the strike zone like he was staying up and being effective yeah and clutch canuck makes a good comment uh in the in the chat too he makes a good point just pointing out that uh every single game the diamondbacks have lost since july 3rd was by two runs or less um and that's yeah uh, that that tracks it feels like the diamondbacks have lost a lot of very winnable games um over this last week it honestly feels like derek there is there is a universe that is not too hard to imagine where the Diamondbacks have won like seven or eight games in a row because they've been in all of these games. And in almost all of these games, they've had a lead uh, for a good portion of the game. And they just weren't quite able to, to finish it off. Um, let's actually, let's take a look at our um, our by the numbers for this series altogether. This will kind of make make my point all the, all the more clear. As you can see, the Diamondbacks ultimately lost the series uh, but if you look at the numbers, the Diamondbacks starting rotation in the series had a 3.28 ERA compared to 5.79 for the Rockies. The D-backs bullpen had a lower ERA, 2.38 compared to 3.27 for the Rockies. And with runners in scoring position, the Diamondbacks hit 3.13 in the series uh, compared to 188 uh, for the Colorado Rockies. So uh, I know a lot of that, Derek, is coming from uh, the game yesterday when the Diamondbacks won 9-2. I think they were six for 12 with runners in scoring position. So, uh, you know, you'd, you'd like to see them uh, spread the offense around a little bit over a few days rather than just going crazy in, in one game. But the Diamondbacks on the whole really did play better baseball um, uh, over uh, against the Rockies. They, they outplayed the Rockies in this series. It's just a matter of, you know, scoring the runs at the right times and, um, you know, making the plays that you need to at the end of games in order to win. And unfortunately, uh, they just weren't able to do that. Jesse, you talked about going to a different universe or multiverse. Like we need Wanda and the dark hold to take us there. Uh, right. That's a Dr. Strange <laughs> reference for all of you that haven't seen it yet. Uh, but <laughs> I think I feel like at times we're living in a different multiverse because believe it or not, the Diamondbacks entered the game as the best team in baseball in the month of July with runners in scoring position. I don't really? even know how that's possible, but 
They have been very good lately. Unfortunately, uh, much like we've talked about with this team being a leaky dam, once you plug up one hole and fix one thing, it seems like there's something else that kind of starts falling apart a bit. Uh, and during the you know beginning of the month, they didn't get solid starting pitching. And, and at times, they just didn't have a lot of opportunities with a lot of guys on base. So even though they were good with runners in scoring position, they didn't have the opportunities like they've had uh, earlier in the season. Again, these are all things that make me feel like this team uh, at, at times gets all these things aligned and then they all kind of fall uh, out of yeah. alignment again. Uh, I, I think that, uh, of course, this team could be very good. And we've seen like th- there's there's the proof to believe that this team could be very good should they be able to get these things to align. Unfortunately, that's much harder. Uh, that's much easier said than done, I- at least is what I should say. Right. Uh, of course, again, shout out to Josh Rojas, our DraftKings king of the series. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, please sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's it makes sports better. That's simply the the way I look at it. I enjoy betting on baseball, and it makes every baseball game more fun. The other night, I was watching uh, the Milwaukee Brewers versus the Pittsburgh Pirates, and my wife walked in the room and simply said, "Why? Why? <laughs> Why is this on my television right now?" She's like, I know you're a baseball guy, but come on. And then without me saying a word, she said, you have a parlay on this, don't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do feel guilty. And of course, uh, they blew it in the ninth inning. I was so close, Jesse. I had a five-leg parlay uh, or four-leg parlay, and the uh, uh, damn Pirates had to score one run in the bottom of the Mm. ninth. But it still kept me captivated in that game the entire time. And that's exactly uh, what you can do with the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's my favorite way to stay captivated with sports. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That means that, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but maybe making a bet of up to $1,000 might be a good idea. Who knows? That's a lot of money. I'm just saying, though, it's a risk-free bet. So that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, And yes, Jesse, I definitely had uh, a little bit of skin in the game when it came to the D-backs and the Rockies at times. And uh, let's just say they disappointed me there as well but anyway mm. uh, one person that hasn't been a disappointment is joe mantiply jesse yeah. who gets uh the d-backs nod as their reserve all-star pitcher uh he will be on the nl team which is a stacked team for pitching i am worried about watching these all-star game uh jesse this uh this selection was very thorough they got some great pitchers on both squads and i think this is going to end as a 2-1 game uh, possibly the most boring all-star game of all time, but we'll see. Uh, Joe Mantiply, <laughs> though, absolutely deserves the uh, the nomination, I believe, or 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 the selection. Uh, we put a poll up actually on Twitter, and you guys selected Joe Mantiply as the representative for the D-backs in the all-star game. So great job paying attention. <laughs> great job giving credit where credits due. Uh, National League rankings, he's 5th in WHIP, 10th in ERA with a 1.91 ERA, uh, and he owns the Major League record for most consecutive appearances by a left-handed pitcher without a walk. 17-game scoreless streak that he had earlier this season from May 7th to June 21st. Thoughts on Mantiply, our buddy, uh, Big old Joe, being an all-star, Jesse? 
Yeah, well, I can say uh, Mike Hazen casted his vote a couple days ago on the radio and said, you know, if if the Diamondbacks only get one representative in the All-Star game, that it should be Joe Mantiply. And sure enough, that's that's exactly what happened. And um, the guy has one walk all season, Derek, and he's given up three extra base hits this entire season. So, um, I mean, you're, you're looking at a guy who basically... Um, I think his opponent batting average is right around 220 and essentially all of those hits are singles and he hasn't really walked anyone on top of that. So he's been very, very hard uh, to do any kind of damage against. And he might be one of the best stories in the all-star game, Derek. I mean, there's not going to be that many guys at the all-star game, you know, had Tommy John surgery a few years ago. Um, have been DFA'd, you know, the Tigers had him, then the Yankees, and then he eventually found his way over to Arizona. Um, he's been on quite a journey, and I believe he's 31 years old. You know, this is this is not, uh, you know, a prototypical first appearance uh, in the All-Star game. This is a guy who's been on a journey for a number of years and has had a lot of people, um, a lot of people lose faith in him at different times. A lot of organizations that have that have let him go uh, at various times throughout his career. And the fact that he's made it here and he's completely deserving of this opportunity, it's it's really pretty incredible. I agree, man. And not only just what, like you said, what a wonderful story. Uh, drafted by the Tigers in the 27th round of the 2013 draft yeah. out of Virginia Tech, right? Uh, I will say that listening to not only the, uh, the road, that Mantiplies had to travel the hurdles in his path, but listening to his wife on the broadcast talk about the family supporting him and everything they've went through, the the struggles, the ups and downs, just being a major league ball player and and not a highly touted player that had maybe a little bit easier of a road. Joe was a guy that really fought hard to be here. They talk about how he just works out constantly and he just has this amazing work ethic to you know dedicating himself to being better at this game and all i could think listening to it jesse is god being a pitcher in baseball sucks like this sucks man (laughs) i mean and honestly it's not even like his story is unique because he's definitely had more adversity than 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 some guys that have made it to the level where he's at right but still there are so many guys that have the same list of like hurdles that they've gone through with Tommy John surgery and, you know, a long stint in the minors and kind of being passed around from team to team before they really caught fire at one point with one team. Like baseball is just this game about like at times making it through, like it's a marathon, not like it's an actual, you know, sport that athletes, you know, get to play and be at the top of their game right away. It's something you kind of have to, survive at times to make it to the point in your career that Joe Mantiply is at. Yeah, you could, you could definitely tell um, just in the interview with both, uh, both of Joe Mantiply's parents, as well as his wife who were there at the ballpark today, they've all been through a lot, you know, they've, they've all uh, gone through a lot of ups and downs to see Joe make it to this point. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's totally deserving of this. I do. I, I'm curious. Uh, let's put the poll up one more time. Uh, I just want I, I want people to see how close this actually was. Uh, Merrill Kelly, only 8.7% of the vote. But according to you guys, 25.3% uh, of you said Christian Walker, 24.9% said Zach Gallon, and then Joe Mantiply, 41% of the vote. Um, but this was pretty close, Derek. I mean, the Diamondbacks had multiple candidates 
um, who are worthy of consideration here. I think the right choice was made. I think Joe Mantiply was the guy. Um, yeah. But I think it's I think it's interesting that like Zach Gallen and Christian Walker were right there, not that far behind in our vote here. Uh, both of those guys have, have made big contributions to this team as well. According to an article I saw based on the ESPN um, special today, that Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon both received a vote to be all stars. So I'm not very familiar with that process or where those votes come from. I imagine that's an internal selection. Um, I didn't know that they tallied votes. Joe Mantiply got two votes versus the one vote each that Gallon and and Merrill Kelly received uh but yeah like you said it's i think part of that is the fact that the people that are selecting recognize the true effort and the history essentially that joe mantiply has been making not to mention i'm sure they're familiar with his story and just everything that he's been through and and how good he actually is compared comparatively in major league baseball to all the other relievers i guess my question to people that are here in the chat and are are here with us uh, I want to know, does it bother you as a fan that the D-backs only all-star selection is a middle relief pitcher like Joe Mantiply? And this is no offense to Joe Mantiply. I just mean it's not it's a it's a rare nomination for a middle reliever like Mantiply to even get in the all-star game. Yeah. Right? So I guess is it I mean, not taking anything away from Joe Mantiply, but is there part of you that wishes it was more of a household name like Cattell Marte or Zach Gallon. And I don't even know if those are household names. I mean, those are household names <laughs> with us as D-backs fans, right? But uh, I was just curious if people are disappointed to not see one of the guys that we consider to be superstars in the All-Star game with, with Joe Mantiply getting the nomination. So let us know yeah. your thoughts if you're here, um, because I really want to know that. And I'm just interested because I, I don't know if I feel that way. I personally... You know, we had Joe Mantiply on here. Uh, uh, we interviewed him. He's a great guy. Somebody yeah. we're both a big fan of. So I feel like it was the right nomination because of the four candidates, at least that we put out there, I feel like he was the one that was putting up the best numbers that actually deserved to be in the all-star game instead of it being like a name recognition or somebody that the fans, you know, would want to see more than necessarily the guy on the team that deserves it more. Um, but another reliever, that has had an excellent year recently has been Kyle Nelson, uh, who Jesse recently wrote about for PHNX. And it's a bit of a fascinating article, uh, Jesse, that you talked to not only Kyle Nelson, but his brother who had a big impact on, on his return, his slider, his game, everything that, that uh, basically his success that he's had this season. Yeah, I talked with uh, with Kyle's uh, brother Dylan. I think we talked on the phone for about forty minutes or so. Um, it was it was a lot of fun for me just to get to know uh, not only Kyle throughout this process, but also getting to know Dylan a little bit as well. Um, yeah, it's a cool story, Derek. I mean, I mean, Kyle was um, you know he had an ERA over nine last year in Cleveland. His numbers in AAA weren't particularly good either, and he knew he had to make some changes this off season. And like a lot of guys, when the lockout happened. There was sort of nowhere to go, right? There were no team facilities yeah. available. There were you weren't allowed to even speak with coaches at the time, um, and so Kyle Nelson went home to San Francisco, and he wound up working with his brother. Um, and uh, you know, Kyle obviously really has turned things around for his career. So it's a lot of a lot of fun for me getting to tell that story. Uh, well, you can get that over on gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to become a member already, sign up to do so. Uh, you can get an annual membership and you will get yourself a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Like this beauty I'm wearing right here that if I move in the right direction, I can almost get it to match up with the sticker 
perfectly on my microphone. Yeah, your your microphone is it's your microphone there. is wearing a, a t-shirt too. It's I also think. wearing a t-shirt. You can get a stick, you can get a t-shirt for your microphone or your coffee <laughs> cup or your car or whatever. We got stickers, we got hats, we got all that stuff over at phnxlocker.com. So when you get your free shirt, get some other stuff too. Of course, uh, if you're not interested in the annual membership, uh, you can get yourself a month-to-month membership and we will hook you up with your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, regardless of your membership status, join us here as a member. Our members only Discord is popping. And you guys can join us in there during the games, after the games, on off days, whenever. Uh, also, you can also get members-only discounts at the phnxlocker.com. Those are coming out so often, all the time. Isaiah Chavez likes the shirt. I appreciate you, sir. We thank you for being here all the time. We appreciate all you guys. You guys are rad, and uh, we couldn't do it without you. So we thank you guys so much if you already are a member and a part of our Discord and a part of our family. You guys make it fun for us to do this, obviously. Uh, and... By the way, the rumors that I'm replacing Jesse with a small child are, are completely unfounded, by the way. <laughs> um, but he is pretty cool. And apparently he gets paid Mountain Dew. We have... They suck. They need to do better, Rocky. Oh my God, they suck. Well, they come suck. on now. I Do we blame this kid? Because, like, the Diamondbacks <laughs> were up at that point, and he said, Yeah, Rockies suck and they need to do better. So, I, I don't know. Maybe we need him more uh, talking about the Diamondbacks sucking and that they need to do better. I don't know. That's not a personal attack on the Diamondbacks in any way. I just need to know how we can get this kid's uh, mojo working towards the Diamond in the Diamondbacks' favor, right? But again, uh, he's a third co host. That's what I'm offering him as a position, not to replace. Wow. Jeffrey. Well, Jesse, he works on Mountain Dew. So, I mean, it's a whole different <laughs> payment system. And he's, you know, it's it's inexpensive labor. But, uh, of course, we thank you guys again for being here. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to sign up to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. Subscribe. Do all of that. That way you don't miss when we go live. And we're doing this thing uh, that we call phnx dbacks also if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app please subscribe to us if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review we thank you so much for doing that and again we thank you guys uh for being here uh, elizabeth said is the kid a jinx like the booker baby maybe it might be maybe we don't want to put him on the payroll uh, elizabeth uh. also commented earlier that uh she was disappointed we didn't get a second player but not that mantiply was chosen as the only representative that's a great way to put it uh, I guess, yeah, I'm, I, 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 that would probably be my feelings. Like, I feel like Zach Gallon also deserved to be in there. However, Zach Gallon hasn't, like, the, the last no. stretch coming into this All-Star break, Zach Gallon didn't have great outings, which really kept no. out of it. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter because in three years, the entire All-Star outfield is going to consist of Diamondbacks players, right? So, it's going to be Alex <laughs> Thomas as your starting center fielder. It's going to be Corbin Carroll and left. It's going to be great. Can't wait for it. Um, of course, looking forward at the All-City division, uh, the Diamondbacks have dropped back, uh, unfortunately. We're now in third. The DNVR Rockies take over uh, a very important second spot in this division. That means absolutely nothing. Uh, the White Sox continue to hover around 500, and the D-backs continue to grow closer to the Cubs, which is something we don't want to do. But um, Jesse, I'm not, I'm not super worried. Uh, the D-backs do have uh, a lot, uh, not a lot of games left, but the rest is still against the NL West. I feel like they've fared pretty decently. They've gone five and seven so far in this stretch against the NL West. Uh, and they have six more games, uh, three against the Giants and three against the San Diego Padres. 
which yeah now i i don't know like i wasn't so worried about the giants but then they beat up on the padres today by a whole lot before coming into this series with the diamondbacks so now we're taking on kind of a little bit of a hot offensive team in the giants and then we have the padres to deal with i feel like again if we look at the calendar that if the diamondbacks can salvage the rest of this and they can uh go you know i i mean finish 500 that would that wouldn't that that would be surprisingly that would be, good. That would be significant. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I know that's asking for a lot at this point. They can't even go 500. They're they're going to be one game over or one game under. But still, I feel like uh, if they could, you know, maybe win the series against the Giants and and take one of three against the Padres, that's not that's not the worst case scenario. Considering that this stretch looked pretty daunting when we were coming into it. Yeah, I think the D-backs would have to go. I think it's 43 and 33 at this point in order to uh in order to finish the season 500. So, not unachievable, right? It, it's possible. That would be that would be quite something though uh, for them to sure. pull that off. But going along with what we were talking about earlier, I mean, let's let's just think about this last week of of Diamondbacks games here. So, last Sunday the Diamondbacks lost to the Rockies six to five, right? And this was the game where Zach Gallon came out afterwards and said, you know, if we want to, if we want to get to where we want to go as a team, these are the kind of games we have to win a hundred times out of a hundred. The Diamondbacks were up five to nothing in that game. They lost at six to five. Then the D-backs win two games against the Giants. And then there's the Wednesday game, which, uh, which you and I stayed up way in, entirely way too late <laughs> in order to do a post series show. And the Diamondbacks had a good chance to win this game as well. And then the bullpen sort of fell apart at the end and they ultimately lose that one seven to five. And then it's a series against the Rockies, Derek, where um, Thursday's game, they lose four to three. That's the game that Mark Melanson gives up the go ahead run in the ninth inning. And then there's Friday's game. The D-backs almost mounted a comeback in that one. They ultimately lose six to five. And then there's the game today where they lose three to two and all three of those runs were unearned runs. This, these Diamondbacks have they have been in every single game that they've played they since like a week ago yesterday. Almost all of these games are games that you could make an argument they probably should have won. They had leads in pretty much all of them. So it, it's looked different for them. They are on a bit of a cold streak here, but it, it looks different. It looks like a team that that really is playing pretty well. They're just not quite doing enough to shut the door late in some of these games. You sound like me and my current cold streak on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Jesse, is what it sounds like. But um, you're absolutely right. I think the one thing that has been apparent during this stretch of kind of bad luck, you could say, is the Diamondbacks have said, Tori Lavolo has said, that the, that they need to win the inches. They need to play perfect baseball. When they do, it's a blowout victory like we saw in the third game of this series, right? But so many of these games are so close for them that the mistakes that they make end up being critical. You know, they didn't yeah. have enough of a lead. They didn't have enough of an offensive output to overcome, you know, Josh Rojas making those mistakes in what was it? The seventh or the eighth inning, whenever that, that run happened. Right. So, you know, but that was all it took. All it took was one inning of them putting up crooked numbers for that to be a wrap for the D backs, despite the fact that watching today's game really did feel like an overwhelming win in the Diamondbacks direction, just like the series kind of feels like that. The series does yeah. not feel like a three to one victory by the Rockies. It does not feel like the first time in history 
that the Colorado Rockies have ever won a four game series at Chase Field. Like that's it's, wild. It's that is wild. wild that the Rockies have never won a four game series at Chase Field. Well, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of it is scheduling. So if we went back and yeah. looked at it, I'm sure there's not a lot of occasions where yeah, there was a four game series played against the Rockies, right? So yeah, um, but still in the you know what 23 years uh i don't even know what 25 years 24 years of diamondbacks this is, uh, never... this is the 25th yeah 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 so oh i don't know man it's it's not the right kind of history to be making but again i guess to take something away is that the diamondbacks were that close to i mean winning not only winning this series sweeping it it was just these mental mistakes these small mistakes that were compounded by the games being close and the Diamondbacks not really playing good enough baseball to make those kind of mistakes, right? And I mean, that's really yeah. the difference. the The Rockies didn't they, they didn't play great, but they didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. You know, it wasn't the mistakes like we were seeing the Giants make, for instance, in the Diamondback series against San Francisco. In that series, the Giants definitely mistakes even in the win outweighed what the Diamondbacks were doing, right? But uh, this series definitely was very close, and these two teams are exactly that. They're they're both very close, I think, in in their development and the directions they're going. The big difference is the Rockies have Chris Bryant that they spent a bunch of money on, and luckily the Diamondbacks yeah. don't really have that outside of Madison Bumgarner. So uh, they, I would they, I would honestly I would honestly make a case that, and I've heard this from Rockies fans, um, and even from uh, from Patrick Lyons over at DNVR. These teams are in a very similar place right now, but I think there's a lot more optimism about the future of the Diamondbacks than about the future of the Rockies. They do not have anywhere near the caliber of farm system that the Diamondbacks have. And there are a lot of questions there about how what what direction the Rockies are going. Are they trying to rebuild? Why, you know, why do you go and get Chris Bryant? You know, if, if your farm system isn't very good and you're not really contending yet. You know, they just let Trevor Story walk. They they let Noah and Arenado go uh, for pennies on the dollar just a few years ago. So the direction of the Rockies is pretty strange right now. And so I think I think just about anyone given a choice between these two teams would probably take the Diamondbacks. But you're right that as of right now, the major league rosters are are in a pretty similar place. Meanwhile, we have Rockies beat writers tweeting about the fact that being at Chase Field and watching these two game two teams play each other was like watching a spring training game at Salt River Fields saying that there weren't that many people there the ones that were there weren't really paying attention and the game seemed meaningless and I can't argue with that uh, but I also kind of laugh at the fact that this is different for them this is new because covering their team in their ballpark uh, they forget, I think, how bad the team is at times, considering that it's like almost every seat in the house is filled. You know, meanwhile, yeah. you have Diamondbacks games at Chase that yeah. unfortunately do not look like that. It, it was wanted- it was eleven it was eleven thousand on Oof. Thursday, and then yeah. fourteen on Friday. I think it was fifteen yesterday. I haven't seen the number for today, but yeah, the as far this as attendance numbers, the summer go. special promotion, right? The ninety nine dollars summer promotion is going on right yeah. now. I believe so, so many people, so many people this time of year though go on vacation, and you know, I mean, it's like a hundred and. 60 degrees outside it's it's hard to it's hard to blame people for trying to get out of town right now uh going back to that message from bees really fast uh uh, bees wrote i know hitting is by nature streaky but what can be done to stabilize the production there hitting for more for contact more as opposed to power 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a great question. You know, I think yeah. that at, at the very least, the batters, uh, the Diamondbacks batters look more capable at the plate this year than they did last year. I do think oh, yeah. that, you know, the the lift and the power that they're getting is significant. At one point, they were one of the best teams in baseball as far as hitting home runs are concerned. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I think that the it still baffles me that the entire team can go cold collectively as a unit so often, right? But Josh Rojas, again, that's the reason why he was a, the king of the series for us in this one, is he he remained consistent, and he remained hot in the series. And honestly, even when he wasn't able to do much with his bat, he was still able to walk, get on base, just be productive, have productive at-bats, and get on base, which is the key. And I don't know if enough guys focus on that. Yeah. And he, yeah. yeah the velocity has not been the issue. That's absolutely correct. Especially for Christian yeah. Walker. Yeah. For Christian Walker, for Josh Rojas, there's a few guys who have, who have really been destroying the baseball lately. Um, I think, yeah, I think a, a lot of it is just growing pains for some of their younger players. The D backs have a lot of very young players that they're playing every day. Um, guys like Geraldo Perdomo, guys like Jose Herrera, um, Alec Thomas, even Alec Thomas in his last 15 games is hitting 143. Um, there's, there's certainly been some, some growing pains for him over the last few weeks. And, and that's just going to happen. You know, when you're, when you're playing guys who are 22, 23 years old every day, these kind of streaks are going to happen. And I don't think it's necessarily a problem with approaches as much as just guys who, you know, need more time in the big leagues. And Brute Squad Barbecue said pitch selection uh, was the issue. Uh, I can agree with that. I, I do think that's the case. I think that's why we're seeing Josh Rojas have the success at the plate that he's having is he has been very selective with his pitches. He's been having lengthy at-bats, and he's been able to get the right pitch at the right time that he wants to hit. So, I mean, yeah. shout out to Rojas for being the one guy right now that's that's recognizing that. Uh, by the way, another shout out to our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. We love our guys at Four Peaks. I'm drinking a hazy IPA right now as we speak. But of course, you can try their entire line of uh, IPAs. Craig Morgan, I'm going to get you to drink an IPA. Uh, their entire line of beers, IPAs, uh, porters, ales. Uh, it doesn't matter. Four Peaks has you covered. They have an amazing line of beers that are delicious. You can get them all over the valley. They've been in the mix in the valley since 96. Uh, it says that on the can, and I just like saying it. No one told me to say it, but I'm going to say that a million times because it's catchy. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, you can join us at times. We're always broadcasting from four, the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Uh, Jesse and I might be down there for the draft, or we might be in the studio. We don't know for sure, but we'll let you know. We'll give you updates on that. Of course, make sure to go check out their 8th Street Pub because it is delicious uh, don't don't eat the building. I don't mean the building is delicious. I meant <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to clarify the building is not delicious. <laughs> I don't want any complaints from our friends down there, Carter, telling me that I told people to come eat the building. But uh, the food is delicious. The beers are delicious. Everything they have to offer is delicious. Uh, and if you're really nice, Carter will take you on a tour of the building and tell you where all the ghosts hang out. Uh, of there course, you uh, if you can't get down to the Four Peaks A Street Pub, make sure to find them at your local convenience store, supermarket uh liquor store drive through liquor store which again <laughs> god bless america but uh uh you know whatever get them wherever you get your beers because they are delicious they're incredible uh and of course uh 
the mm, delicious brick and mortar. <laughs> yeah, don't again, don't eat the building. Uh, don't eat the building. Draft and drought. There's a no brainer. That's right. Uh, drink beer, save water. Uh, and don't be says, don't leave four peaks without getting the chicken tenders. Everybody got the chicken tenders. It was incredible. Uh, they are very good. They're like tempura battered and fried. I believe they're fantastic. Ooh. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, I am finishing my day up with not only four peaks, but of course I'm finishing my day up after this loss with some OG's gummies. Uh, check out her friend OG's. They have a delicious variety of gummies. They have a delicious, uh, not only variety, but they have an amazing, incredible uh, a variety of doses for you. They have a variety of strains uh, and you can get them all at your local dispensary. Check out ogsbrands.com uh, to find it OG's near you or check them out on Instagram at OG's Brands. Again, their flavors are top notch. I've talked about the pina colada, but the orange creamsicle uh, is still my number one. I believe that's still Michaela's number one. I have to make sure I'm very careful on which OG's Michaela takes at certain times of the day because, again, uh, OG's Brands has a variety of strains to offer and sometimes Michaela takes a sativa at 10 o'clock at night and let me tell you her house has never been cleaner after she takes a sativa at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night we also get a lot done at two in the morning believe it or not between me and her text <laughs> messaging so, so it's, it's it's an incredible time but whatever you need from OG's they have a strain and a dose for you three milligram microdose, 10 milligram regular dose uh higher doses for medical patients as well variety of flavors Remember, flavor is what they're all about. They want to make sure those gummies actually taste good, unlike other brands. They are Arizona's top-selling edible gummy, and make sure to try them out. Uh, tell them Derek sent you. They're a friend. I, that's not going to get you a discount or a free thing or anything, but if you tell them Derek sent you, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we like Derek. So, you know, maybe it'll get, get in good with them or something. I don't know. No promises. They might not like me as much as I think, but uh, <laughs> definitely check out our friends at OG's. Uh, they do talk to me on Instagram, so I think they kind of like me, but we'll see. Uh, I'm still recovering from that pool party that Jesse didn't go to, and I know I'm not going to stop talking about it. Uh, well, we thank you guys so much again for joining us. Of course, we are excited um, to see this Joe Mantiply guy in, in the All-Star game, man. Congrats to him. Yeah. Big achievement for him, and I know for sure that uh, he is excited. They also showed on the broadcast Tori Labello making the announcement for Joe in the clubhouse. And that was a real special moment, especially considering, um, you know, me and this guy over here, we know what it's like to be in there. So uh, it's uh, they're a big family in that clubhouse. And I think that was a tremendous moment for Joe and, and for everybody to celebrate with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is an exciting week or two here of in the diamondbacks world, Derek, we not only have sure. all of the all-star festivities next week, but we also right. are just a week away uh, from the first year player draft. And we are going to find right. out what the diamondbacks do with their second overall pick. And, and we are, we are planning a, a grand live show experience uh, where we'll be, we'll be hanging out with you during the draft and bring you're you not ready. You're ready. And we're not ready either. Let me tell you, yeah. but uh, <laughs> a lot of work going into analyzing draft picks for major league baseball. Uh, it's exciting though, because the diamondbacks have three very high picks in the draft. All things considered the comp competitive balance draft uh, pick the second overall pick and I, I, what was what's their second round pick? I believe it's the forty second pick, if I'm not mistaken, or forty third. Yeah, forty forty third is their second round. Yeah. So there's just there's a lot. I mean, Jordan Lawler and Corbin Carroll have both been promoted. That's very exciting. Uh, Jesse, do you want to tell them 
about what happened with Jordan Lawler. <laughs> do you want to? Let, if I, if I have to, off? if I have to, I'll tear the bandaid off. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tweet this out publicly. But if you listen to the show, then you know you're on. You're you on deserve, the inside. You're part of the you, you, deserve, you, deserve you deserve to know these sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. So these uh, are what right we go when, Yes. Yes. Uh, right when Jordan Lawler um, was was promoted uh, from Visalia to Hillsborough, I reached out to the Hillsborough Hops, our friends over there, and uh, I did an exclusive interview with Jordan Lawler. Got some great stuff. Was gonna write an article. And uh, unfortunately, my call recorder malfunctioned. And so I have no record whatsoever of anything that Jordan Lawler said, other than what is in my own brain, uh, which, you know, I remember lots of lots of cool details that I'm sure we'll we'll share on the show. And, and I'll, I'll probably include them in some articles as well. But um, it threw a bit of a damper in, in me writing this exclusive feature on Jordan Lawler that I was that I was planning to write. So very, very sad moment uh, for me and, and us over here. And uh, Derek is about to have a, a coughing spat as a result oh, I'm of it. Dying. It's so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad for you. Uh, one interesting fact that did come out of it, not to spoil or give away too much that Jesse worked on talking to him, but I found it fascinating uh, for Jesse to tell me that him and Corbin Carroll talk quite often. And that's yeah. something very cool considering that these two guys are such a big piece of this organization's future. Yeah, I mean, they both had big injuries right a couple years ago, and so they were both out at the same time and uh, spent a lot of time at Chase Field together. They got to know each other that way. And I asked Jordan about, um, you know, how his relationship with Corbin has, has evolved. And he said, yeah, they're in, they're in touch regularly. You know, they talk about life. They talk about baseball a lot. Uh, they've never actually played on the same team. Um, but we, we may not be too far away from that, Derek, with, you know, Corbin Carroll projecting to hit the big leagues, um, probably next year and Jordan Lawler, maybe just a couple years away. So, um, Jordan, I mean, I can say just from, from talking to him, Jordan's a, a very, very bright young kid has a good head on his shoulders. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's a lot to be excited about with him for sure. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for you to put together whatever you remember. But again, make sure to sign <laughs> up for a membership at gophnx.com. That way you uh, uh, make sure to let Jesse know that his articles could be better if he actually had a working app. We're going to make sure that never <laughs> happens again, for sure. But, yes. <laughs> uh, again, this is, these, these, these are the trials and tribulations of covering a baseball team. Uh, we thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Uh, that is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We appreciate you guys joining us on behalf of Jesse and myself. We thank you so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when your recording app actually records the interview.